You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School, episode 150, Feng Shui 101, the Bagua part two. Welcome to episode 150 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at Mindful Design School. You can check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com and be sure to sign up for our mailing list for special workshops and other opportunities. So, Laura, what, what, mm-hmm. what do we have any announcements today? We'll just do a quick one. For those of you that listened to last week's, you know that our reset package is up. That's our new year. We're going to celebrate. If you want to join us, at a live online celebration of the year of the water tiger, then be sure to go in and enroll in that package. You get a whole bunch of other cool stuff. You can go through and read it, but you know, we're doing a presentation on all about the animals for what's coming for the year. And then we're going to do a clearing, a big personal clearing that's from the BTB tradition. And then also our certification enrollment is open. So go check that out for starting class in May for the class of fall 2022 and that's it so yeah so you start in may and then you graduate in november november yes Mm -hmm. so this is part two of a three-part series that laura and i are doing for the holistic spaces podcast so last week we had episode 149 the bagua part one and we reviewed how to lay the bagua and laura will go over it again today We also went over last week, the first three areas, which include family, the wealth area, and then the health area, family, wealth, and health. So check out last week's episode if you want to learn about those. And this week we are going through the next three areas that are related to helpful people, children, and your spirituality and self-knowledge. Oh, and also tune in next week because we will go over the last three areas, which is your fame, your career, and your partnerships. So be sure to come next week as well. But before we do that, let's talk about the overview of Mm -hmm. how to lay the Bagua on your bedroom. Yeah, we're going to do again because we don't have the visuals no podcast magical. We can't do that. But what we can do is try a little exercise, but do go, if you want a visual and I highly recommend you get one, go to, um, in our show notes, there'll be a link. Also go to our website on the blog section. There's a link where we have a free download just that walks you through how to lay it on your bedroom, which is what I'm going to talk about right now. So again, to go back to what we discussed last week, I had you imagine that you are standing in your doorway of your bedroom. Cause we're going to do the bedroom because it's a manageable space. All right. The house can sometimes get a bit complicated. Yes. I recognize that some of you may have complicated bedrooms. And in that case, you know, you may want to, again, join one of our floor plan boot camps or, or engage one of our students to work with you, but let's stand in our doorway of our bedroom and look straight ahead and we see the whole room. Okay. And we're going to imagine again, that this Bagua, this map is divided. We basically have an equally divided grid of nine areas. 
And you can even find that center. Remember, we talked last week about that center right in the center of the room. You can stand in that center of the room too, and you'll know that that's the health area. So if you're standing in the doorway, you're looking in, I'm going to actually go over the areas that we already talked about. And then I'm going to actually walk through the ones that we're going to talk about. So stand there. And I want you to find the far left corner of your bedroom. That is your wealth area. Okay. And then if you went down from that to the middle of that left wall, that is your family area. Okay. So we got family middle left wall. Then we move up to the upper left corner and we have wealth, right? Then we move down into the center, which is health. And then today, what we're going to do is we're going to continue. We're going to stand, you're standing in your doorway. You're going to look to your right front right corner of your bedroom is going to be benefactors, helpful people, which we're going to talk about. Then you're going to on that far right wall, you're going to find in the middle of that, that's going to be children. Okay. And completion, which we're going to talk about. And then you're going to standing again in the doorway, you're going to take a turn and you're going to look into the left front corner of your bedroom. And that's knowledge self-cultivation. So that is as good as I can do with visualizing <laughs> beyond that, please do download and get a visual to help you along. So that's where we're at today. Yes. And we tried doing this last year and I think we're going to do it again soon is a feng shui floor plan boot camp for our followers. So if you're on our mailing list, we send out a note saying that you can submit your floor plan. And then we invite you to a free feng shui floor plan boot camp, mm -hmm. where we lay the Bagua on a bunch of different floor plans and give a little feng shui reading. And that's really fun to do. And, mm -hmm. and we get a lot of floor plans. We don't go over all of them, but it's interesting to see if you don't know anything about like how to lay a floor plan, which is pretty common. And so one reminder that we gave last week that I'm going to give again is two things. One, don't expect to make everything perfect in your life. Don't expect to activate all the Bagua areas because what you're doing is you're really watering down your ability to manifest things in the world by trying to fix everything because not everything needs addressing, not everything needs your attention. So if you really don't have any particular health issues you need to work on, just like throwing something in there to make it work, doesn't really do anything because intention is really important. So one, really be honest with yourself about what needs addressing in your home and focus on that instead of trying to spread yourself really thin. Number two, don't throw in the towel if you can't figure out how to use the Bagua map, because most even very skilled practitioners like Laura and myself, we check with each other because there are very complicated floor plans. And, you know, this is like the biggest thing we go over with our students is like looking at dozens of different floor plans and just seeing all the different situations. So that's why we recommend just go with your bedroom because it's really straightforward. 
And on top of that, I'm going to tell you a secret. Not every home that we work on needs a Bagua layout, actually. So a lot of times, Laura and I don't even use a Bagua layout, but it is one of the tools that we use. So don't be discouraged. Just use it on your bedroom. It's very powerful to work on yourself first. It's just like putting a oxygen mask on yourself and taking care of your own situation before you try to go out into the whole house. And if you're super, super stuck, Laura and I, we have tons of students, graduates that offer consultations. So we really recommend you hire someone to help you. That's what I do. If I need support, I find an expert to work with instead of trying to give myself a half-assed job, right? Did I just say a curse word? I guess yeah, it's I think okay. You're okay. I think you're okay. Right. We'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that said, let's talk about the three areas that we're going over in part two. So let's start with helpful people. Laura, you want to start? Helpful people or benefactors. So this is the area that is dedicated to the people that really help you along your way through the world. You know, the helpful people, the resources that you need to move you forward, especially in your career, in business, in all of the things that you need to sort of walk through life. So it can also be associated with people that have quite a bit of power that are, you know, again, benefactors, people that have the ability to make things shift for you. So it could be a boss, a mentor, you know, an angel investor, a particularly, you know, I was working with one client and they were looking for an agent. It depends on what you see as being that person that has authority and a bit of power and the ability to sort of help you and guide you in a pretty powerful way. It's also connected with travel because the idea of being able to, I, you know, I see it as being able to move, right. Move through the world. And um, it's also connected with the heavens and the sky and the cosmos and all these really powerful things that are very, very young because it is an area that is also connected to young metal. So it is the most young area of all of the guas, which means it's got, you know, big energy. There's a lot of big energy there. So some, I, I mean, one, and Angela, you pitch and in, chip into here about questions, but I, I mean, the number one question that you would ask around this, or if someone were to tell you something around the fact that they just don't feel supported, they don't feel like they have people that help them. Like they're, they feel like they're alone in the world. I would say that's an, and that would be a time when you really want to work on this area. Yes. And some real simple ways that you can work on this area. Like the one tip I'll give is that you can bring in more earth element, which is very supportive and earth actually creates metal. So in five element theory, so having something really stable and earthy. So I love like an image of a deity, a statue, like a really heavy, like Buddha, but it doesn't have to be like religious or spiritual. It could also be like a super amazing rock that you found or something that is uh, like, I have like a marble candle holder that's really heavy. So it's providing more weight. It's providing more stability and it's providing earth, which supports the metal to bring in more, more helpful people in your life. And then you can also use, Oh, I didn't even say, I didn't say the color gray and um, well, I said young metal. So that's the material metal. Yeah. And then the next area is the children area, which is also related to metal, but this is yin metal. So it's like shiny jewelry 
and it's related to any kind of things that you complete or output or your, it's like letting go of things. So it's the ending, it's your offspring, it's your children, it's related to any kind of offspring or output that you put into the world. And it's also related to joy, because I think once you can let go, you can really receive joy. And the idea of children, it, even if you don't have children, it's really like continuing on your energy in the world, but in a di- transforming it in a different way. So some questions or things you can ask yourself about this area is like, how are you in completing things? Like, how are you at saying goodbyes, for instance? Like, actually, Laura and I are pretty we're not that great at saying goodbye. When we say goodbye, we hate saying goodbye to our students. So we just say, oh, I'll see you next time. But, uh, but also like, how are you at completing things? Are you good at completing your projects? Or do you often like just start a bunch of new things and never finish what you're working on, which is something I see a lot. So then you might need to activate this area of your life. Or if you have children or descendants, you want to be able to support them without imposing on them because, you know, children, I really believe that you have children so they can grow up with their own lives, but you still want to support them. So how can you do that without being overbearing? So you can activate the children area of your home to indirectly, subtly offer them support offer them some protection to keep them safe when you can't be around them. And then also like you could think about the joy aspect of the, like what is your level of joy and how joyful are you? And if you need to bring in some more joy, this might be a good area to activate in your home. So Laura, what are some ways that people can activate the children area of their home or their, their bedroom of their bedroom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can, again, use the metal element, which we talked about, I think, and then the color white as well. And, you know, maybe just sometimes putting some artwork that your child did, if you really are focusing on children, then the one that is my fave, it's a little bit, maybe it's not something you could put in your bedroom is using bells, ringing, placing that in that area, you know, keeping a metal and it's metal. And if you really are working on sort of completing things, making things to come to fruition, like actually having things be productive, you know, giving that bell a ring, it helps with procrastination. Yes. The sound of metal can really cut through and sound is one of the ways that you can begin to shift the chi in your space. And then the third and last area that we'll speak to on this episode is the knowledge area, which is also called self-cultivation or spirituality. And it's the dark blue area. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like religious or anything like that. It also has a lot to do with how skillful you are. Like, do you have the skills for the work that you do? And it's related to like a very, very, very dark blue. And it's also related to the image of a mountain. So it's really about kind of doing that work on your own. And it's a very solitary area. So it's about going in inside and understanding your inner life in conjunction with your home and your outside world. So some questions you can ask yourself about working on this area is like, do you need more self-cultivation? Do you need to focus more on yourself a little bit, right? 
floor? What else do you yeah. think? Well, I think of this area. I really love this area. Actually, I find that this area, almost everyone can work on this area. And when you go back to the image of the mountain, it actually makes you bring up the idea of mountain represents obstacles. When you're reading through the I Ching, and if you get this as part of a, a hexagram, it's often can mean there's a block or an obstacle because a mountain, well, it's a mountain. You can't move a mountain. But what you can do is you can change how you react to that mountain. You can shift, develop skills, learn how to climb that mountain, right? You're not going to, you're not going to be able to move it. So it really challenges you to overcome challenges and develop the right skills, coping mechanisms, self-esteem, you know, you know, spirituality, meditate, all of those things that come with it. So for me, it sort of said, what is stopping you from moving forward? And how can you take that upon yourself to be able to get around that, that mountain or get over that mountain? Yeah. And how would you activate this area? How would you recommend? For me, I do like just using the color dark blue is really easy, but I think I actually like to set the intention for this overall area as being me, if it works with your space as being a space where you can just sit and contemplate and you can have some quiet time and you can kind of go inside, even if it's just a chair or a seat, or, you know, if you're lucky enough to be able to set up a meditation area that works with your space, that's, it's, it's a really great area for that. Yeah. And if you have a small bedroom, you can even just put some kind of artwork that relates to your aspirations for cultivating yourself more. So before we end this episode, we want to encourage you to make one change in only one area this week and don't get overwhelmed. Don't try to do everything at once, but see if there's anything that you want to improve in your helpful people area, your completion area or your knowledge area and just do one simple thing this week, right? Yeah. Pick one of the areas that really stood out to you today. Work on that. Yes. And so if you're curious about the other areas, last week, we went over the new beginnings area. We went over the wealth area and the health, the center. And then this week, just to review again, we went over helpful people we went over completion and self-knowledge. And then next week, we'll go over your fame and reputation area. Then we'll follow with the career area and then end with partnerships. So those are, that's a pretty, those are three popular topics as well. They're all, they're all kind of popular areas, but, but again, remember, try not to do everything at once. Just pick one thing that's most important and really allow yourself to go deep and focus your intention on manifesting one thing. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast, please share it with others, subscribe, and please leave a review if you like it. You can always support us and the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list there. And you can explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level by visiting our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week.